0: what's up everybody welcome to the 54th draft of the untitled movie podcast i am one of your hosts matt Rohrbeck, alongside my bfca buddy eric marchin
1: i'm feeling jellical today
0: we're not talking about cats today damn it uh, <laughs> can't we talk about it all the time god i wish i wish um you will be able to hear about cats uh on our, our reviews channel um uh how you doing buddy <laughs>
1: i'm okay i'm a little tired uh as i was talking to you before the show apparently a little bit constipated too
0: god damn it well you don't need to share that (laughs) i mean cool it's a part of human
1: nature man sometimes you're very open with the audience
0: thank you and what a wonderful way to start a star wars it's my gift to
1: the uh to Uh, the crowd the
0: constipation cast yeah it could be your new show
1: you do on your own (laughs) the force was not strong with me if you know what i mean i
0: hate it (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yes, uh, today um, we are doing something uh, which you guys should be familiar with if you're a a fan of the show, but we are going to be doing a Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker spoiler cast on today's episode. So uh, another, uh, you know, different episode. This is the second one in a row. I promise we'll be back to our regular uh scheduled programming and which i hope i'll out. be
1: regular again soon God too damn
0: it. <laughs> um son of a bitch uh yeah uh your boxing day uh which is what we call the day after christmas here in in canada and the UK does that yeah. as well, right? Um, we'll give you a, the 35th draft, which we'll go back to our regular kind of show. Uh, Shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll be talking about all the, the trailers we've missed over the last month or so, uh, including the Tenant prologue, which we both saw before uh, Rise of Skywalker and IMAX, as well as I think there's a, an insane amount of trailers we have to talk about, as well as some news and stuff. So that'll be on the 35th draft. But on this episode, uh, we are dedicating the entire thing to a Star Wars... Rise of Skywalker spoiler cast um, we also have a Star Wars Rise of Skywalker uh, spoiler free review which you guys can check out on our reviews channel um, where myself Eric and our friend uh, Ben Shane uh, talked about uh, Rise of Skywalker immediately after we got out of that first press screening so I think this will be it'll be it'll, I'm really excited to talk to you today because we've both now seen the movie twice I <laughs> believe yes. Um, I'm curious to see if opinions have changed or, and I'm, I'm excited to talk about the movie, uh, in a clearer light because I feel like we had to be very vague in our, um, spoiler free discussions, um, about certain things that we liked or disliked, uh, we also have a couple other reviews on our reviews channel, which is Untitled Movie Reviews. You guys can check out a review of Cats, as Eric mentioned, Jellico Cats, at the beginning of this episode. I had a magical experience at 9.20 a.m. at Young and Dundas. You're a regular Mr. Uh,
1: Mistopheles. I
0: was in that theater very alone, the entire AVX theater in downtown Toronto, uh, by myself like a maniac at Well, it's a great a. memory now. Was I inebriated? possibly we'll talk about that on the review you guys can check that out as well as our reviews for 1917 uh and little women are up there right now which you guys can check out as well uh okay so final warning to anyone if you jumped into this episode did not read the title and you have not seen star wars episode 9 the rise of skywalker yet uh which you probably have at at this point but um if you're, if you're slow on the trigger, please go see it before you uh, listen to this, or if you just don't care and you just want to hear us talk about Star Wars, I don't see why you would want to do that. That's really weird. Um, you can stick around, but please, final spoiler warning uh, before we get into it, um, we are going into full spoiler territory. Three, two, one eric you Han just solo dies <laughs> that was in two movies ago but uh he does show up in this which was yes. a big spoiler or a big surprise uh you just got out of your uh second viewing i went on friday evening to an eight fifteen show jam-packed at the scotiabank imax you also went to scotiabank imax
1: yes but not jam-packed um, at 9 a.m in the morning which is nice yes right
0: um uh that's like again going back to cats it was so nice to have no one in that theater and me just laughing like a maniac but sometimes
1: myself. it's also good to enjoy a movie like a crowd? cats or star wars with, with a, a crowd yeah. because at least you're not alone in that experience
0: totally and i think like my jam-packed uh showing on on friday evening was a much different experience than our 10 a.m press screening right yeah
1: because well, um, it's all a bunch of cynical and jaded <laughs> sure. uh film critics who are dead inside yeah. right
0: um. So I mean, we can kind of. I mean, again, we r- did a forty-minute discussion a few days ago. Uh, My first question to you, since you just got out of the movie again, um, has has your opinion changed, or ha- did you like it more the second time, less the second less time? less interesting? Because I had the opposite experience, so this will be an interesting conversation.
1: Yeah, and it's killing me inside because I love Star Wars to death, and this is like, it, it's weird because. We talked about it on on the you know official review, the the spoiler free review, yeah. which you can go back to. Expectations always play a certain role yeah. uh, in these movies, but at the same time, I didn't have any like you know, oh, th- this has to hit this particular mark or this has to happen. In, no, there in this was movie. no like, specific no, thing
0: you were, but there was sometimes Expectations and, can just be a general yeah, and,
1: and I think part of it is. With J.J. J. Abrams specifically, and I like him a lot, and I think he's one of those guys that can come into a franchise or reboot a franchise and kind of set things up and then, you know... In an exciting Yeah, way. and then pass it on to the next filmmaker to go and do their thing, like he did with The Last Jedi and Ryan Johnson, or even with star trek or mission impossible he comes in he does his thing he does it really well he gets you excited he's the hype man he's the guy that is the comedian that comes out before you know uh the main talk show starts you know whether it be like a late night show or something like that to get everybody kind of like going and pumped and then when it comes to star trek into darkness and 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 rise of skywalker there's something where it's like he just kind of feels like he's running on empty a little bit, and I feel that like the darkness of both of those films thematically weigh down the fun side of Abrams. Abrams is the fun dad, you know. Right. You need somebody like a serious dad to come in or mom and to come in and more emotional moments and things. Yeah, like that. and 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 sort of land the ship and land the Falcon. And and I think one of the biggest problems I had with this movie is how Palpatine is just. Introduce. I agree with you. He's just thrown into the mix where I think he should have been maybe hinted at a little bit more (laughs) either in even Force Awakens. Like you need to kind of set that up better than just kind of being like Oh, okay, well, actually, Palpatine is randomly still alive, and they don't really do any explanation to how, how he survived, or. or when he came back, or where, you know, he's hanging on this planet called Exegol.
0: Why would he just send a message out like that if yeah. pulling the stress? Yeah, why I, would he want
1: anybody to know that he's around, right? So,
0: uh, I totally agree with that point. And, and he looks and, like a,
1: a, a juggalo.
0: And... <laughs> sure um <laughs> before we get into everything i i saw it again i actually had the opposite effect where i enjoyed the movie even more on a second rewatch i do not think it's perfect i still believe it is the weakest out of the three sequel trilogy films um i still just unabashedly really um, i would get close to loved the movie the second time around and those problems i had that first time i kind of just let wash away and just and i hate to i don't think it makes for a good movie if you just say i took the movie for what it was or what it could be um i do have major issues like palpatine being reintroduced uh that way i do think they throw so much at you in the movie i think it probably should have been split up into two films or it should have been better planned in the way where you're if you're building to these things like palpatine's return and 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 certain things like that i feel like that should have been hinted more than just feels it feels like it comes at a left field um but for me i really i don't know i just the movie landed with me on the second rewatch more so than the first time and i just really liked uh ben solo's redemption i really liked uh Ray and Kylo's kind of arcs that I I saw continue throughout all three films. Um, I feel like that last act. Um, um, I really love the the action in the air with the dog fighting. I love the stuff in the in I guess again sort of throne room style scene in a very very different way. Um, I I don't know, and I really love that character dynamic between that group that gets back together from. Force Awakens and you finally have Poe and Finn and ray all together and I just love their chemistry and I loved seeing that play out. I I I continuously laughed a lot more in this film than I did in something like Last Jedi where I felt like some of the humor didn't land, although I think Last Jedi is a much better movie and doing more interesting things. I ultimately feel and wish that maybe again you said your biggest problem JJ doesn't know how to stick the landing. I would have been more interested also though if JJ maybe did all of them or ryan did all of them and had one filmmaker and one person kind of have that thread throughout all of them because i feel like its biggest problem was that it's wrestling with um what ryan johnson wanted to do with this franchise and wanted to bring it to new places and try to bring jj bringing
1: in ryan johnson who is really i think the first quote-unquote you know filmmaker <laughs> to be a part of the series, because yeah. nothing against, you know, Richard Marquod and and uh, Ivan hired, Kushner, yeah. yeah. But but that's the other thing. Like, I, I disagree a little bit with that. I think what they should have done is they should have had somebody else Dude, come they, in yeah. for the third movie. Not that, Colin Trevor. <laughs> No, no, no. But even though he gets a story credit, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, but I, I think somebody else should have come in to direct the third one, keeping it consistent with what they did with the original trilogy, where Lucas yeah was like okay you know this is the world that i've created i directed the first one
0: i will shepherd this yeah i'll produce
1: i'll still be the 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 figurehead so to speak but i'll hand it off to these these you know journeyman directors that can keep things going and and you know follow the story you know and and that's where last jedi diverges quite a bit because you actually gave ryan johnson the opportunity to co-write or at least bring in his ideas and so he's making the movie that he sees in his mind and maybe doesn't gel with you know what Lawrence Kasdan, Kathleen Kennedy and yeah. Abrams have in mind and so it kind of throws everything it throws the uh, the the force out of out of whack
0: Right and while I think it's a great movie I
1: it's his own thing. Yes. Like it's, it feels I almost like you could take that it, out of the, the three Sky, and connect one and three together. And that's
0: why I'm excited for his trilogy. Is that If I he almost, does do it. Yeah, I know. Still. But then what sucks about this is like, and what I said, even when all the Last Jedi stuff was coming out, I feel like people are sensitive, uh, Force sensitive to this stuff because it's dealing with these legacy characters and this history and these expectations people have for how these characters played out. And J.J. is a little bit better at, not better, but he... he does he it's the he's the fan service guy for the most right. part and for the most part he does it fairly well there is a lot of it in this movie and some works better than others but for me Ryan Johnson's movie like you said feels like its own thing and i think that's cool and i think ultimately we will look back at these three movies and and i i hope universally everyone realizes that his movie was probably the most interesting and the and the best one but i also was like maybe the Skywalker saga should have just been that kind of like fan service give the people what they want thing and then let the thing me and you have been talking about for the longest time is like where can this universe go where can these themes go and things well, we've like seen that, that with and the like, Mandalorian a little bit a little right bit, but what it would have been great and I feel like people would have been more accepting of what Ryan wanted to do and the themes he was trying to introduce and even if it involves the Jedi and and and, and everything if it was its own thing and didn't involve Luke Skywalker and didn't involve Princess Leia and Han Solo and things like that so i think there was an expectation that if you're continuing that story and you had han solo in that first movie and you set up all these things that where he takes luke i think is very interesting but maybe those themes and what he was trying to say would have been better in its own thing right and so that's when i think this movie is clashing with Ryan Johnson's thing, and you brought it up in our spoiler-free review that it is more of a sequel to *Force Awakens* than it is *Last Jedi*. Although I believe it really does utilize a lot of that stuff from *Last Jedi*. Both it takes more
1: than you would expect it. Yeah,
0: both as I know. JJ has said that they're not jabs at Ryan and that he was mostly just trying to build off what he had in Last Jedi and then JJ putting it in back into what kind of he right. believed the story should go so but the uh, lightsaber bit I think yeah, does yeah is is like a it seems like a fuck you and the rose thing she gets uh, she gets jar jarred essentially yeah. which I feel bad m- mostly for Kelly Marie Tran like yeah. and although like I didn't love that character in Last Jedi either um and
1: the way me, that the fans sort of...
0: You don't want to reward shitty people.
1: No, and and the way that they treated her as a person, it's the same way that they treated, uh... Um, Muhammad, Muhammad Best or Ahmed Best, Ahmed Best, yeah, yeah. And the way that they treated him, it's like, guys, you got to separate the character from the human being. Yeah, like, and it's, like, it's you it's cannot different... like
0: a character, but yeah. like it's not their fault. They took a role of the lifetime in their minds of being a, a lead in a Star Wars movie, yeah. And you can only really blame like
1: you cannot like, like the character, yeah. the way the character is written and what have you. But at the same time, when you start attacking the person, like it shows how petty and entitled Star Wars fans can be. And that fandom has become this toxic, weird And we're even seeing culture. that with this
0: movie, where there's another clash between the people who liked it and didn't like it. And yeah. I was talking with Nevis about this, because she really liked the movie, too. And, like, um, it's just, like, I don't think people need to take it so personally. And, like, I just love these big, dumb space movies, and I'm not trying to, like, overthink kind of the ridiculous elements of them. I still think a story needs to make sense, and I I do understand when things like palpatine's return just fucking doesn't make any sense right and like but there are a lot of great things in this movie that i just i i can't help but say that i really really loved or really enjoyed and and whether it's babu frick or the last i think half an hour 40 minutes i think are are really really great and i love those payoffs that they give us um some of the answers we get i'm fine with like with ray being i guess a big one we're in a spoiler cast ray being a palpatine I think goes against, again, what Ryan was trying to do. But then also, to me, I think about it more. And I like that balance of the Force, the Force connection between them, building off those things and giving us a different answer, even though it may not. It is that weird thing of trying to have your cake and eat it, too, of going, okay, we understand that you can be anyone. But then we understand that this is about the Skywalkers and this lineage. And Palpatine's been, you know... He was basically, I think, even more so than Anakin. It's about Palpatine's rise in the prequels and things like that. So it is trying to come have the story come full circle. And I don't know if you needed her to do that, but I guess, yeah, I, I, I still struggle with the movie, but like, I, I. Then I go back to, like, you know what, those last 20 minutes I really love and their elements that I think, like I said, with this, this cast together and, and the new characters they introduce, I like Zori Bliss a lot. Again, you don't get a lot of her, but, like, I, I think they're setting things up to where they can expand this universe where it doesn't necessarily have to involve this Skywalker story, but um, there are places you can go. So I don't know. I like, I, I, I really loved it, but um, okay. So our thoughts, again, you liked it a little bit less. I liked it a little bit. More. Yeah. Let's start from the beginning again with the crawl fucking like the dead speak. Yeah. And it just kind of introduces Palpatine yeah. and you're just like, huh, that's how they're going to do that. Huh?
1: And, and, and even the way that, you know, like Kylo Ren, um, finds him with the MacGuffin uh, in the movie, the Sith the Wayfinder, Wayfinder, right? Um, it's just kind of like, oh, they throw that at you. And, you know, there's a lot of exposition in the first 30 minutes of the movie kind of, you know, getting you back in the headspace of the characters and where they kind of left off from Last Jedi. But at the same time, yeah, it just kind of like throws this curveball at you right away saying, hey... Palpatine's been behind this all along. He's he created Snoke as yeah. a, as
0: a clone and and he's been the one basically every voice in Kylo's head from the very beginning right, right. And, and it just
1: kind of feels tacked on it doesn't feel earned and no. I
0: totally I'm totally on that and but like,
1: also the the again like I think just in terms of like a plot structure thing and what they're doing in ter- terms of getting you from A to B to C the other thing that bothers me a little bit at least watching it again is the Wayfinder stuff like it, it just feels like it's this unnecessary plot device like why that, would they have that yeah and then like getting the dagger involved as well, where it's like okay well, the dagger's going to lead to the other wayfinder on the Death Star and it's just really almost an excuse to bring us back to the you know Death the Star. ruins of the original uh, Star War trilogy right and sort mm-hmm. of have a nostalgic moment kind of um, and also kind of revisit certain things that are you know echoed in Empire and Return of the Jedi specifically. Um, and it just it, – it, just, it There again, being
0: two of them, I can agree with you there. Like, right. well, there's only two, one's on the Death Star and one Kylo randomly found on the Yeah, and planet.
1: then it doesn't even matter right. really anyways because they have all the yeah. information stored up in Dio, which is the new droid that they they bring in later on. Well, no. Well, I mean, they have like the map, the 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 chart in the area where he is, of, and the but you the don't information know how to get there
0: until Ray is on Luke's X-wing and right. is, is actually showing them the way. Right? Like Dio, the the stuff in there was like, well, they know that it's like. I don't think it was exactly telling you how to get there. It, it was just that he Dio was storing that that ship was looking for the same wayfinder right. right but it but
1: it gave like actual information to yeah the location right like it even sort of charted like the weather and, and that kind of yeah. stuff and it's, it's just like, not
0: the exact way it's yeah. the same stuff with Luke though of like tr- like the piece of the map that's missing to find Luke like he left his way but one piece is in R2 and the rest yeah. is like and the dagger
1: as well just reminded me of the dagger and Power Rangers that the Green Ranger had sure it, it just it looks it, it's, it looks so silly when I mean, like they actually have lightsabers, you know what I mean? Like it's just like having like a sword and I
0: don't know. I like that lore though. Like I don't mind that kind of stuff, but I agree with you that it needs to feel kind of earned and not just there as something that like. I don't know. Like if you built up that this is the thing that they've been trying to find or something for a while, but you're just dropped into it and Kylo finds one and then he immediately is at Snoke's thing. So it doesn't feel like this. And then there's just like, there's only two. Why is there only two is because you start to see the writing and, and you're seeing behind the curtain of being like, well, they need another one because Ray needs to go somewhere to try and find it. And you have this thing of it was what Luke was trying to find because he knew that the Emperor might still be out there that the Sith were hiding somewhere kind of thing right and gives a, a purpose to what luke was doing after the events of the original trilogy too and i i mean i don't mind I, again i just i go back to it needs to feel earned and i'm with you that that stuff doesn't feel earned uh, uh,
1: uh, I, and I it shows a lot of its sort of Tricks up its sleeve really earlier, like foreshadowing a lot of stuff that will come into play later on in terms of the resolutions of certain characters, or you know, the way that like when Ray doesn't have a last name and sort of how that kind of plays out, kind of feels you know, written in the sense that you're bringing, yeah, I don't think you need that, but it's... no. And I feel like Chris Terrio, who you know, is usually works with Ben Affleck on you know, Argo and um, uh, the town and things like that, and also. Did, was credited for justice league mm-hmm. like you can tell like some of the writing is a little bit hackney um when it when it comes to the plotting and exposition of sort of getting from point a to point b and explaining certain character storylines like zari is, is is another interesting one where like almost in the same exact scene you think, okay, first she's going to be kind of almost like a Lando-esque character where she's, you know, her working for herself. She's kind of an outlaw and she, you know, sees an opportunity to turn in Ray and Poe and Finn. And then
0: immediately turns. And then it
1: just like, just and on even, a dime. And, and, it then, ju- and then all of a sudden she becomes like a good, like, a complete good guy. So it's like, it just, it's so, it's so strange that, that, that character shift, like, it doesn't feel earned. And giving that
0: medallion that you can yeah. magically land on any ship and stuff like that, where she's like, oh, this is my ticket out of here, and then ten seconds later, she just gives it to Poe. I, um...
1: The change of heart just again, doesn't work. And
0: I, I think... I'm like with you on most of these things. And then it just goes back to how much I wish that they just had a little bit more time to flesh some of this stuff out, because I think there are cool elements there. And looks like the rocketeer. Yeah. And I, I, there are really cool things there that I, I think that if you would have fleshed them out a little bit more, but everything in this movie moves so quickly and you don't really have time to either one, explain why people are doing things or things are happening. Uh, Things just happen and you kind of just have to take them and go, Okay. Right. And then go on to the next thing, where I really wish they didn't have to stick to this trilogy structure. And that if you would have Infinity War, Endgame, or Deathly Hallows Part One, Part Two, this bitch, and like or Twilight just, Breaking Dawn, sure. And you could have just called it Episode Nine and Ten, and then this one was four movies, not three. Sorry, it's not completely symmetrical between. The sorry two or sorry. Um, I actually do think I don't think you're going to solve all of the problems because I just ultimately think that, um they didn't really understand. And again, this is something we've talked about and Lucas didn't really know where he was going after the first star Wars movie. And he kind of made it up as you go. And in a lot of franchises and television and everything, a lot of the times you don't know exactly where you're going to go. You're just kind of trying to take, I don't even mind that when you go back and revisit old things and you go, okay, how can we play off this moment that either, um, was a plot hole or maybe it was an element we introduced and we didn't exactly know where we were going to go, but then we try to make the puzzle pieces fit together. I don't mind that, but it needs to sort of feel earned. Right. right.
1: Or just don't over explain it. Like yeah. you don't need to over, uh, analyze things. And I feel like that's what the prequels did a lot of the time as well. Like. You know, from the Metachlorians to, you know, the actual idea of what the Sith were in sort of, you know, an ancient civilization that were able to basically, you know, resurrect themselves. And I feel like they could have even just mentioned that in a line of dialogue where he, like, found a way to sort of, you know, keep off death or something Mm -hmm. like that. And, like, that maybe could have been enough because at least that was mentioned in the prequels, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, even then it still feels sort of out of left field and not sort of, but completely. And like, I just really wish that there would have been any hints at, and maybe rewatching them, you'll see that they J.J. in Force Awakens maybe hinted at Palpatine somehow, but I don't see that anywhere. I know some people... Unless he retcons it like George Lucas, where they
1: add like a scene, it's like, Um, oh, I sense a Palpatine in the Force.
0: Yeah, and then I think another issue I had in those first moments is when the Resistance finds out about it, and they find about the spy, and the spy gives them the message that Palpatine's back. And it just feels like... I know we've missed almost a year in between Last Jedi and now, and, and we're not seeing... Necessarily every single bit of the story, but just the way that that exposition is given to you in those first moments and how the characters react. I'm like, if these characters don't think that this is a big deal and they're just like, oh, shit, he's back, guys. <laughs> I'm like, right. We better go do this. It's just like how... How are we supposed to take that? Like, I just felt like that would have been a huge deal, right? Like, Leia – and I get the Leia stuff with – you have to piece her dialogue together, and I think they did an okay job with that after – You
1: can still tell, though. You still can tell? Even even if you didn't know the situation, you would think it was a little odd how she only has, like, you know, a couple of lines and – the way she's One responding, word to people answers. doesn't feel yeah. like she's
0: actually talking to them. Um, but I just felt like even the way that they reveal Palpatine's back to the characters is doesn't feel like a big deal where uh, it uh, should like, be, right? Yeah, it should be this massive fucking surprise or shock, and like it's just like, oh fuck, he somehow survived, and even like Leia again, they couldn't really do much. But everyone's like, damn, we're gonna have to go get him, and you're just like, what? <laughs> like, I feel like this would be a huge deal, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, this guy who was the guy who was leading all the sith he was vader's uh master he was fucking he's the guy he rose up through the ranks of the fucking uh he's from naboo people like and you're just like oh shit man he's back and you're like all right if you're gonna take this very seriously like how can we but then again i'm just like all right you needed to have a bad guy and you had to introduce like introducing someone new And, like, sure, Kylo was the bad guy, but everyone knew that he was going to be redeemed by the end of this. Right. But I
1: kind of liked it just more that he was the main villain in this one. Like, I think that's what was kind of interesting was, like, once Snoke was out of the way, it's like, okay, he takes over control and seeing what someone who has this lust for power finally getting it and what does he do with it and and the first – five minutes of the movie. Takes that away he, from him. Yeah, and and it kind of feels like that would have been a really interesting dynamic between him and Rey, which is the strongest aspect of of this movie and Last Jedi, especially when you, again, contrast the two where, like, you know, Rey comes from uh, a side where you would think automatically she would be, you know, a, a, of, of a Sith, you yeah. know, Lord kind of thing. And then, you know, knowing Ben's Kylo Ren's backstories that he would be, you know, the hero of it. And then how those two have switched sides, so to speak. I like that. I do too. No, no, that, that is interesting, but I wish that that was the main focus. You, you don't need Palpatine. You could just have that. And I think it'd be more powerful to see this guy who has complete and utter control over, you know, the first order or the final order, whatever you want to call it now you know, actually being brought back by Ray and not having this intervening force. Like, I think that would have been more interesting.
0: Right, so you're saying, like, even if she still finds out she's a Palpatine, but he's not even in the movie. Yeah. Like, it's just referenced that, like, your grandpa was this evil yeah, fucking Your s- grandfather fucked. Yeah. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> Late into his life. <laughs> um yeah, I am kind of with you, but then I just don't know what that ultimate I don't either. And and you,
1: I and I can't I can't like, like say like, "Oh, this is how you would fix it and do this." Cuz then like, you have
0: essentially just sort of have the uh, return of the Jedi thing, I guess, again.
1: Yeah, but, but it would be interesting cuz you're cutting out the middleman.
0: Right. If you just have him and her and she has to win him back without having this big thing to yeah. do, right? Like that's almost kind of maybe more interesting of like
1: because Palpatine just feels like he like he just gets in the way of the dynamic between Ray and Ry- and Rilo. <laughs> yeah. Or as as they're called yeah. now. Yeah. Um but like That stuff is 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 interesting, and also because the performances are good. And and another thing that you mentioned that I want to touch on um, is I really like the dynamic between Poe Finn and Mm Ray, but there's not a lot of it. And this is the first film where they are truly all together. Like every every other first
0: mission to that uh, uh, sand planet with the party.
1: Yeah, yeah. Where the past two films, yeah, it's been either. Finn and Poe or Finn and Ray, and, and now seeing them all together for the first time, and when you see Isaac interacting with Ridley, like mm-hmm. I really like that dynamic. It reminds you basically of what han solo and 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 Princess Leia were like yeah. in the original films, that kind of like you know quick back and forth and stuff like that, and like you know Finn kind of being the middleman in that situation, but watching them together, like there's this strong element of like i I kind of wish, wish that maybe that had started off because that's what a new hope did right a new hope brought them all together and by the end of the movie they, they were this unit them. right yeah. and yeah they were separated after the battle of hoth in empire strikes back but they came back together again and and you know with return
0: sort of they were all kind of split off but the same way ray has to want halfway through the movie go off on her own again right as well right like luke goes off on his own and then you have Han and Leia are even kind of separated on Endor for a bit of it too, right? So you do have them all separated again, which is...
1: But I felt that there was more time spent with them together together as a trio at least.
0: Yeah, and I I mean, again, that's what I go back of. I wish we had two two two-and-a-half-hour movies to kind of spread this out a little bit, because you could have had this whole movie, them, together, right? Yeah. And then the payoff at the end of this movie... Could have been maybe the return of Palpatine or like your whole thing. I don't know what that again, better writers than I could have come up with this. And I'm not saying I just wish that we didn't have to go. Well, we had to end it with this. You could have easily while you're conceiving this movie go, you know what? There's so much we have to cover in this last movie that we have to break it up into two parts and you're not going to call it 9.5 or whatever, Do nine and 10 round out with 10 movies. And like you could have, I think then you could have done a really fun movie. Um, Uh, to counterbalance last Jedi uh, more serious tone and changing things up. And, and this movie could have been bring the team together. There's these things out there. Maybe it's these wayfinders. That is the MacGuffin in, in this movie. And like, you could have fleshed that out that they're, one of them out there that Kylo is all trying to get, but Ray is also trying to get, cause it's what Luke had was looking for, but, and Kylo finds out about it and it, and they're like, there's this weird message that is coming from these things that were out there. We don't know who it's from. And like, maybe the audience knows, okay, it's Palpatine or something like that. But right. like, um, and then you could have had the showdown between Kylo and, and Ray for these wayfinders or something like that. And then the reveal at the very end of the movie is maybe Kylo uh, wins at the end of it and gets the Wayfinder and finds out about the Emperor or something like that. I don't know if that's right. a perfect movie. Or he hears
1: like, the siren voice and goes um, into the unknown.
0: Yeah, so like, I don't know. The, the more I think about it, and then you could have had the movie played out pretty similar and just like flesh these things out a little bit more and give us more character moments. Well, same thing with Lando, like, like, right? Lando's like, just kind of like, yeah, like shoehorned right?
1: into it. And and, I and again, like you could have
0: had way more great moments with Poe and Zori Bliss. Like, I loved their chemistry and their history, and I'm sure they'll explore that whether it's in comics or a Disney Plus show or something like that. I don't think we're right. finished. Spice Runners? I, yeah, I don't think we're finished with these characters. Um, right. Well, the uh, other
1: ones that I thought of that, like, there's a bit at the end after, you know, the day is saved, uh, the universe is brought back to a, a balance where Lando is talking to Naomi Aki's yeah. character. And it's a very
0: weird moment where he's like, let's find but, out. And it almost sounds like,
1: like he's hitting on her Well, that's what the,
0: uh, yeah, other people have said too. And you're um, like, is, it, is she? is he her dad or right right right.
1: (laughs) let's just double check this um because you like finn you find out that there's a group of former stormtroopers that have left the resistance right right. yeah yeah yeah. and and it feels like those characters could almost be set up for their own series like you could follow how they kind of broke off from the rest of the empire and you know, I think you are setting up of... multiple
0: things. You could get a Zori Bliss uh, and Babu Frick series, which I'm pit- pitching on my yeah. Twitter handle, um, where I think you could have Oscar Isaac show up. Sometimes he's not in it all the time, but maybe he just shows up. You could have a show with Finn and the Stormtroop Finn and the Stormtroopers on Endor or whatever. Um, I think you could even continue. Uh, like again, when they say the end of the Skywalker saga, I guess it's hard to do. Ray is with, a moisture with, farmer. With well. It, it, Doing anything with Ray I think we will get but I don't think we're gonna get that in a film or even a television show I think that'll be more novels or or comic books for like smaller or they'll wait and stuff for like ten that. years and yeah, then they they'll... will we're getting that yeah a hundred percent ten to twenty years from now they'll do the same thing that they did back. with yeah yes, with, everyone's coming back uh, that's with not, the original trilogy that's a given yeah I mean this isn't the end of this story even her we're jumping around a lot sorry guys but you probably enjoy this because you uh but the very end of the movie where she buries their lightsabers there's a reason for that it's gonna be the fucking jumanji thing where like washes up on shore someone digs it up and finds it or someone's drawn to those lightsabers right like we're gonna get that in 20 years 15 years 10 years whatever it is um but yeah i mean I guess some of the other spoilery issues that we couldn't have talked about. um, uh, So, yeah, the Palpatine stuff we sort of talked about. We'll talk about more about the end. Um, Grand
1: Palpatine. Yeah. Grand Pappy.
0: Ben brought up this thing, which I don't think he, he could have mentioned in the spoiler review. So we'll bring it up for him. But he mentioned he didn't like the multiple times the movie kind of tries to have a bold moment or tries to uh, throw you off and then just kind of reverses that a few right misdirection there. and red so the first throughout. one being um, the chewy death. Right. Yeah. Um, where Ray's powers, uh, her Palpatine powers or whatever you want to call it, like the electricity the from hint, her fingers, the first hint of her being uh, uh, incredibly powerful to the point of like, and her lineage, right. With the lightning coming out of her hands and destroying that ship. Uh, which we believe Chewie is on. Not that I wished death upon Chewbacca, but I think it would have been interesting. You hated they... him ever since you uh, first saw him. Chewy, yeah. But, like, I would have, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, if they commit to that, that's horrible for Rey. Like, that's that's like, something that's...
1: that she has to live with, yeah. right? Like, the way Consequences. that, that Kylo Ren is living with what he did to yeah. Han Solo, right? Yeah.
0: And I think that would have been really interesting, but. They backtrack on it, right? Right. And then another moment being uh, – I'm trying to think of the other ones. Well, Ray stabbing Kylo, which
1: – And then uh, healing and him. healing
0: him, which, again, foreshadowing both earlier in the movie with the serpent and even in last week's Mandalorian episode with Baby Yoda showing that there are Force users who can heal people. Um, I mean, Baby Yoda does that earlier in the series as well where he heals the Mandalorian as well, right? Yeah. Um, uh, or what we believe – that and then i think what other moments do they kind of do and then take away from you i i forget but um you know what those... they give
1: to us? The death of General Hux.
0: Oh, so there's one that they actually commit to where um, they kind of just – he's announced as the spy. And he wasn't the spy throughout all of the films, but he He's just he doing helping. it out of
1: spite. But, yeah,
0: because he hates Kylo Ren so much, which I kind of like. Like uh, I, This is
1: the first time I've actually liked that character because he's played as a joke. Yeah. Which he kind of is. I mean, in the last movie, he was played as a joke. But either, he's but... – he, yes, but they're still kind of like, oh, well, he's this kind of like pompous, you know uh, – uh, but he's
0: a whiny baby, really. Yeah. Too. Like, he yeah. just wants to be the guy taken seriously, and no one ever takes him seriously. So he's just like, fuck this guy. And then, and starts, he's like, I don't even care if you guys win. I just want Kylo Ren to lose. And then uh, Richard E. Grant, who I liked. Um,
1: he's very good. Um, he, he, I mean, like, it's a role that he can play easily. Like, he's done that kind of thing before. But he reminded me a lot of Peter Cushing, um, yeah. just in his kind of approach and how. And that's another thing that they don't really talk too much about is that you find out that he actually served the emperor previously, which yeah. I thought was kind of interesting. And then they kind of don't really talk too much about that because other
0: than him being, you know, the Hux at the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: he's the he's the true Hux,
0: <laughs> the true Hux. Uh, <laughs> he's I'm, the Huxter. I'm kind of going through uh, the other moments uh, uh, from the plot. In um, so they find out Chewie's alive, so they kind of take that back. Um, the moment where, even the moment where Ray finds out she's a Palpatine feels kind of like it's not, it's just like a throwaway line. He's just like, yeah, you're a Palpatine. (laughs) Well, he
1: does also say to her, though, that like, you know, you kind of knew, like, you just don't want to admit it, right? Like, like, if you think about it too much, like, you... You bury it away because
0: you don't want to know the truth. And, but I just find, like, it's not like a big moment it just feels like it's that conversation and then it kind of continues and she's wrestling with it well it's it's...
1: between i think it's between kylo and 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 ray again like kylo saying like you know you can never reveal it it to
0: the team right no you can never
1: return to leia the way that i Mm can't you know like after you've yeah done this or become this like you just there's no turning back um so i don't mind that but yeah i mean there's maybe not a like, a, a moment where it's, like, everybody's, like, oh, like, this is really serious that, you know... Or, like, doubt. Like, people are, like, oh, we put all this faith in Ray because, like, at the beginning of the film when Isaac is saying, like, you know, you're our best fighter and you're just sitting here training. Like, you should be out there in, in the world. And I kind of wish there maybe was a scene where it's, like, maybe we sh- maybe there was some hesitance like maybe we put too much faith in in ray and yeah. now we know that she's a palpatine it's like right.
0: what are her motivations yeah like, what is this maybe we don't trust her kind of thing and again yeah. because
1: you only have two hours in 20 minutes 20 in... minutes like that could have been something that could have been a part of you know part nine and then part 10 you exactly could have had like proven redemption arc thing
0: and i think those are my biggest issues as much as you'll see that i really enjoyed this movie i think it is a a good finale to this and let's move on to bigger and hopefully even better things um away from the skywalkers and yeah there's a whole universe Um, to
1: explore and it feels like we've only gotten just a small segment of it because it's all been you know around or sort of connected to the the skywalker (laughs) saga and and it feels like yeah like there's this huge universe of characters and stories that you could look at yeah five
0: thousand years prior you can go into the future thousands of years like there's so much that you can do or even how many planets are in this fucking galaxy or and, and stuff like that like there's so much you can explore right yeah
1: So, the death of Kylo Ren is also something maybe we should talk about as well. Yeah, so, I mean, the first
0: one being... uh, Let's talk about when he gets stabbed and healed by Rey, and ultimately his face turn at that point. Right, right? well, literally, the way that they
1: shoot him, they make him almost look more like Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. Like, I was noticing there's certain angles that they shoot him when he kind of turns back back to Ben. Ben Yeah, Yeah. I,
0: I think that, to me, again, why I love this movie so much, I think, is ray's arc and kylo's arc and as much as i love poe and i love finn there are i mean the finn thing too um before we jump into kylo ren's death uh the one moment i remember mentioning to you and other people after the movie is like oh finn never tells ray what he wanted to tell her and then i won't give myself credit for this because i was listening to tim gettys from kind of funny talk about it and he's like oh something i noticed on the second time which other people are obviously noticing now, you think that he wants to tell Ray that he loves her or something like that, right? right? Like, that's the obvious kind of Or he loves Poe. But, yeah, I mean, we wish. But um, he's trying to tell her that he's Force-sensitive, and the movie's very clear in that throughout. Right. Um, I mean, well, this
1: one specifically, because, yeah. like, there's a a, a, a com tech on one of the Star Destroyers that – uh, switches because it was on the on the ground level, and he senses which one it's it's now sort of uh, communicating from. And in this so, film, yeah, in this yeah, movie, yeah, yeah. and so that and in, in and he the also third...
0: senses Ray's death at the end of the yes. movie too, and he's and he senses things throughout, and he keeps trying to tell Ray something, and it's it, on second watch, it was way more obvious that he was trying to tell her he was force sensitive. So I think that's also interesting and somewhere you can go where I think you can continue with these characters but it doesn't have to be a continuation of the Skywalker saga, right? right. It's a different well, story. Well, it's like Luke
1: Lu- Luke and Leia, right? Yeah. Like like Leia isn't a Jedi, but Leia does have these abilities as well and she has these force sensitive, uh, you know, she she understands what the force is where like you know people like han solo was always kind of the skeptic and he had to sort of see it through the lens of luke and leia to kind of understand that this thing is real right yeah so like i always like that contrast and and poe in in that regard is kind of you know the guy that's you know believes in the more tangible stuff, right? That right. you know, seeing's believing kind of thing. So you know, having Ray kind of being more spiritual or connected to the Force or the universe um, very much reflects again Luke and Leia kind of knowing. You know, they have something that connects them to the the bigger scheme of things.
0: And- Again, finding their place in this story, right? Yeah. Kind of removing from Ryan's themes of you don't need to be anyone. To I mean, Finn is that I think representation of you don't need you just can have this. Well, his Finn, life was and, taken away from him right. because he
1: was abducted as a child and basically and turned into so a trooper. I think
0: it brings his story full circle, and I wish they were maybe more explicit with it because I I didn't catch it the first time, and you re- I really didn't see that until that second watch and to have him go oh why did he go well obviously other than murdering innocent people but like his place of him and ray coming together and everyone is like the force is always bringing people together and i like that payoff of like yes he maybe is force sensitive and even like people back in force awakens going well how is he so good with the lightsaber fighting um the traitor uh stormtrooper and things like that and like um I, I like that it brings him full circle, and then it also adds to – you could take that character and, and go other places with him as well. Um, not necessarily, again, that you have to revolve everyone around the characters that we know, but this is a giant universe. There's lots of mediums that you can play with Star Wars in, whether it's an animated series, live-action Disney Plus show, novels, things like that. Um so I thought that was really cool, which I didn't notice until second watch. Although, like, I don't think they make it super, super obvious. And it right. does feel like a plot thread that's left un, Because he never gets to tell Rey that. So well, I, that
1: I also think up. it's basically saying that, like, you know, even though right now there's only one Jedi left, it doesn't mean that... Exactly. The Force is completely gone, that the Force can be in anyone from any walk of life, right? And that
0: is continuing... The themes that ryan brought up in last jedi right before we get to kylo's death then do you really c3
1: we should also mention the c3po thing because that's also another misdirection right that's the misdirection where it's like okay you know they need to get this information um from his head from his head that he can't translate because it goes against his protocol that he can't read uh sith uh, writing on I this laugh, dagger yeah. yeah and so they bring in Babu uh, frick, frick <laughs> on the planet uh kajimi not to be confused Hideo with Kajima <laughs> or Kajiji. the okay, uh sure that too uh the trade trading and buying website um and so basically to do this they have to erase his whole memory and he has this line that's it's basically a throwaway line it's saying like you know maybe r2's backed up his memory but you know r2's unreliable when it comes to that stuff and so you know it erases his memory and it kind of plays for laughs because he doesn't I like you know C-3-P-O in this movie i do too i mean i like when he was wearing the coat as well specifically we (laughs) just got the hood on but um
0: it's the most C-3PO I think
1: we've ever yeah and maybe it's a little too much
0: I I disagree but But I miss
1: R2 though because I like that dynamic between the two like you can say like well you know BB-8's replaced him but there's just there's still something that's kind of more again earned I think the the only reason
0: BB-8's replaced him because he's more mobile I think R2 is just hard to take along and it's the
1: same thing with Dio like Dio is one of those additional characters where it's like he's cute whatever but it's just
0: another reason he he is specifically for toys. Yeah. Like, he doesn't need to be in the movie at all. No. no. <laughs> at
1: all. He's um, And he's just more of a reason as a plot device to, to deliver a, exposition sure, to the mapping out the, the, exactly. the area, right? And and, that's, but you
0: could have had anyone. You could have had R2 stored that shit again, too. Right. It's just another reason to get another droid in the movie that's sort of a mix between R2-D2 and BB-8 and things like that. So I'm, I'm fine. Gotta get those Sphero toys uh, Dio feels toys like out the there. most... Unnecessary new addition, although a lot of great the band, though, yeah, sure, yeah, and JJ J. Abrams voices him, and um, uh, so yeah, the C3PO thing, I, w- I just wish they would have committed to you know one of those things at least, like, these are your legacy characters that you probably aren't going to be revisiting anymore. Like, I, I just didn't have that emotional gut punch from
1: I wish you would have, and like, that's the problem with JJ yeah, J. Abrams yeah. is that like he's I mean, thinking as a producer dead, but... where like do i do i actually make commit this commitment because we could actually maybe use them in you know a, a disney plus series or yeah. or something else down the line and if it was somebody that was you know a ryan johnson or a filmmaker that they brought in who didn't have that connection or said okay well this is actually going to help serve the story and not you know, frustrate people watching it, then I think that would have done something more. And all those kind of fake-outs reminded me a lot of the Lord of the Rings movies where you always had, like, a character dying and then coming, coming back yeah. speaking of which dominic monaghan being in another unnecessary movies. yeah yeah but i mean that's more so just a a you I know jj abrams Wars is movie, putting yeah. i mean it's it's what carrie russell as well i mean carrie russell was in felicity so it's I like think
0: there's more potential for her to maybe do more oh yeah
1: i feel bad saying this but Dominic Monaghan is not a very good actor. I
0: like him as Charlie. He's fine as
1: Charlie, but he served his purpose in the three seasons he was in. He kind of got obnoxious after a while. But I know why Abrams put him or Greg Grunberg in yeah. these movies is because they're they're friends. And of I'm his. sure they
0: came to him and said, "I will work for scale. Yeah. I just want to be in. the Just movie. throw me
1: in that movie. Yeah. Um, where Carrie Russell is an actual actor. Yeah. So sure. you know, like it's. It, I'm with you. Yeah. With and you. and that's the thing. But but I also understand it's like she does have that connection because they worked together on Felicity and that was like the first big you know series he kind of had full reign over. Right. Because yeah. he had been writing like he Abrams was credited for co-writing or one of the 20 co-writers on Armageddon he co-wrote uh regarding Henry with Harrison Ford and Annette Benning. so he was a screenwriter beforehand but when he started getting into television with both Felicity and Alias you know that's when he started kind of a mass you know working with these people. I think Grunberg, he was actually, like, college roommates. Yeah, I think he was Uh, a long-time friend. Yeah, and so, like, I I understand that. I I don't have a problem with that. It's distracting on the sense, like, we know who they are. But at the same time, it's not a big deal...
0: To just have them in. A to few just scenes, have
1: them like, in there, and it's yeah. the same thing with Dominic Monaghan for the most part. if I directed it's like,
0: a movie, you'd be in there somewhere. Yeah, so.
1: I mean, I, I'd hope I'd be like a lobot, <laughs> you know, the the guy with the.
0: You can be whoever the you ears. want. Man. See, yeah. that was
1: the person I missed the most. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no I mean, Dengar like no Dangar
0: in this movie. No <laughs> yeah.
1: Dangar. The Ewoks are back though, and in a nice yeah. shot, we get to see Wicked that was again. Cute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and again, not too much, but just like enough where it, like that's the fan service that kind of works. I also yeah. loved. So,
0: again, we wouldn't have gotten this Chewie payoff if he would have died, even though I wish they sort of committed to him dying just because, like, Han's gone. Where does Chewie have to go after he this? He only really has Lando like, left. Yeah. And, like, you, and again, I don't think you needed to have it. But then I do really genuinely love the moment we're skipping all over the place. We'll get to Kylo and, and, and Ray in a second. But when Chewie gets the medal from, that leia had which is like why would she just die with that and have it on her to be like to give to Chewie? but like at that moment maybe it's like oh i'm waiting till we win again and then i i, I, I Chewie deserves this i like that moment because there's that meme that like everyone got a medal but Chewie doesn't get one at the end of new hope for some reason now they're so all like, dead and i have the medal yeah, at last like, <laughs> it's it's heartbreaking but it's kind of sweet so i like that fan servicey moment as well um but yeah, we can get to the climax of the movie, and um, I, I do love – and when I was talking about the Avengers moment, uh, the endgame moment in when, in our other review that I couldn't talk about, it's, it's ultimately whether you consider it the moment on the ship with those space horses when BB-8's running with Finn and them, and then all the ships come that we've seen from all different – Star Wars shows and 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 fiction and things like that, where Lando answers the call and everyone. I like that the line cavalry, of like, you know, th- they don't have a navy, and he's like, they're just people, and i like, well, it's like, like Dunkirk, that, like, though, right? Yeah. Like
1: the people that came to help yeah. were, you know, average citizens, civilians to they come and save them to be the like, Guys, this is our chance. Like, yeah. we need
0: everyone. We just need to overwhelm them. We need your help, we're not going to do this without y- you. And the whole galaxy comes together to finally defeat the. The Final Order, it's such a dumb name, right? But like whatever. Who cares. <laughs> we went from the so first to, to final. Dumb. Anyone who over like this is my biggest problem when I see people. I don't think this movie. Anyone? I'm gonna go on a, a little bit of a tangent before okay. we get into. But anyone who says this is worse than the prequels is out of their fucking mind. Oh yeah, and <laughs> nobody, I, nobody. See, a lot of the people that say that now, they didn't
1: live through it. Yeah, and
0: they, and I don't even think that this is a bad movie. I understand the take of going. You know what? Didn't click with me. I have big story issues, this, 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 and this. But, like, I also go back to, I, I hope people see the other side of it. I'm someone who loves The Last Jedi. I also love this movie. I just kind of love Star Wars. I gave Solo four stars on Letterboxd. Jesus. Like, I just enjoy <laughs> these big, dumb, silly space movies. Something wrong with I that. And I feel like you can't take them too seriously. No. Like, and I do think that there needs to be logic, and, and I can understand where if you don't understand understand some of the characters motivations or decisions or big plot holes where you can't just go forget everything you know every two seconds and uh, but also you're like i don't know how things work in this universe completely like it is kind of like you can make shit up on the go and you kind of just go well they're in some fucking crazy like space universe like who who cares right ultimately and i don't think that makes for great cinema uh, from Martin Scorsese. <laughs> um, well, I, I, well like, I
1: think Scorsese would give the original movies the pass, at sure. least. And I mean, he is good friends with Lucas. Maybe well, not so much the prequel. franchise filmmaking. I understand Yeah. It.
0: But, like, I just... To me, it's like, I don't... I tried to... I loved Last Jedi. I loved that it was trying to do something more. But I'm also okay if my Star Wars movies are just kind of like, you know what? These are dumb. This right. is fun. And I, I don't like, mind that else. either. I cool just wish that this moments. one
1: specifically... <laughs> Again, like, I I don't know how to sort of articulate this in the best... Without saying, like, oh, well, it should have done, you know, things differently. But for a film that's supposed to be... The culmination of nine The culmination, but also just the idea that they keep saying, like, this is, like... The end. The end. You know, Skywalker Skywalker, (laughs) Skywalker Saga is is done. And it just feels like the way that this thing landed was kind of... Almost like a bit of a whimper. And not kind of like a... Yeah, and, and like the way, when you think of the the ending of a New Hope, like that's the kind of ending you want for a movie like this. This it, it, like it's just is kind of like okay, yeah, they
0: defeated that guy who just came back. This movie, yeah, and you're like, ah, oh. like I think the emotional payoff and ending is, between we can uh, go into that moment between Ray and. And Kylo is really great, but I do agree with you, does this feel like the end? and you're like when you defeat this guy, it's not definitive just, in any way yeah i and I don't disagree with you on that part, but then to me, it's like I go back to the characters that I really did love over these three movies, and like I really love that the prophecy of the chosen one finally kind of it seems like comes to fruition because you needed everything that came before it to lead to this moment, whether it's uh, thinking Anakin was the chosen one, and he sort of is because it's his... Uh, grandson who ultimately works with Palpatine's granddaughter to kind of have this balance of the force to overcome this. Well, it writes the wrong, right? Yeah. And I, I do really love those themes in that it finally does come together and feels like it doesn't feel like a definitive end, but it does feel like the culmination of nine movies to me and that this lineage. And ultimately I think you had to go back to it going about who you are in this in this very specific Skywalker slash uh, Sith, whether it's Pal- ultimately Palpatine, Skywalker and Palpatine um, family lines. And it does kind of make sense to me that this franchise over these nine movies had to kind of come to this point. And I don't know what we would have wanted. And again, Ryan gave us a taste, but to my points earlier in this episode, I just feel like, What this nine movies needed to be was ultimately... Had to tie back into who they were, and because that's what these nine movies are about is like the Skywalker family and ultimately the Palpatine family. We now know, um, because those prequel movies are very much about the Palpatine family. And well, I mean, Palpatine, we don't ever sure.
1: see his now family, family life. So, so
0: what I mean now is you can, think
1: I, of- I wanted to see him fucking the prequels, sure,
0: great, yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, the Clone Wars again, I'm going back and these are all canon, and this is another thing where I've gone back and watched a lot of the animated Clone Wars series. And I know it's not for everyone, an animated television show for ultimately that was for kids or marketed towards kids isn't going to be for everyone but I feel like it does right the wrongs a little bit of the prequels where it does flesh out both Anakin, it fleshes out Palpatine it fleshes out a lot of those prequel characters that, and like Ahsoka's whole arc which we'll get to those moments in a bit with all the Jedi coming back I think is really cool and I, I do feel like if you do consume all of the canon elements of Star Wars there is some cool stuff there again they don't show Palpatine's family even in the anti- animated series. So I totally am with you with a lot of the plot points in the movie just feel not earned at all. And you have to fault a movie for that. And I don't blame anyone, but ultimately I let kind of the movie just wash over me. And it was really much about the characters and I, I enjoyed the action and I enjoyed that last set piece at the very end of the movie. And I just, you know what? I thought it was a good culmination. And that last moment on tattooing really got to me the second time around without, And I just I really, really uh, uh, loved it. And then going to those final moments in the throne room. So yeah, Kylo Ren's redemption and death. So um, he comes back uh, as Ben Solo, essentially, I like the moment where he kind of does the Han Solo shoot behind him um, to one of the Sith troopers or stormtroopers that are in there. And then there's the battle between the Knights of Ren, which we haven't really talked about. They, the Knights um, of
1: Ren are terrible. Are just, like they are just useless. They should have. They could have been cool.
0: Again, we they keep talking like about they look like a what...
1: Slipknot or uh, Guarr esque band. I
0: don't mind it because they they're imitating Kylo's costume and stuff like that. Right. All within you can see that uniformity between them. I just again another thing that and doesn't d- really they're dispatched like... so yeah. easily and then another thing that just doesn't feel imagine if they were throughout all of these movies and well they are talked be... about yeah, in, know, in, in the force awakens sure. by max von
1: saido and like the way that he kind of talks about them it's like this mythical group right and it sounds really cool and then when you see them it's kind of like we get that brief shot
0: in force awakens with the when the jedi temple that luke is um teaching his padawan at and stuff is burned down by the knights of ren when ben ultimately uh, uh, turns to the dark side, turns to the dark side and commits mass murder, basically like a shooting, a mass shooting. Well, it's Anakin it's like,
1: all over again, yeah, right?
0: Again, yeah. And I, but I feel like if we would have gotten the Knights of rent. this is why I feel like this trilogy just feels a little disjointed. And as much as I love it, when you look at it all together. Ryan's movie just feels like an outlier is because it didn't. Con- Ryan went, you know what? Forget everything you know. Forget the past. I'm doing my own thing.
1: But he did and more then, character work. And that's, that's what I the mean. Thing the movie, that this I movie like. is missing yeah. that
0: stuff. And even, but even if the Knights of Ren were consistently throughout these and shown to be cool or shown to be a huge threat or shown to be whatever, then this payoff would have been awesome to see Ben Solo now have to take on his his guys. Right? I like when he does the kind of like. Yeah, like... I'm it it kind of reminded
1: up. me of uh, Mandy Patinkin in The Princess Bride.
0: Okay, yeah. A little bit. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. But I like that moment, though, and the oh, another the force connection between Rey and Kylo. That, oh, Solo, that really, too, as
1: well, when he does the kind of, like...
0: Yeah, it's a Han on Solo Endor, thing, right? Like, so, I kind of like that. Yeah. And um, there was a really cool sequence we didn't talk about either um, that kind of continues the themes from Last Jedi with the force connection between Kylo and Rey um they actually have like a lightsaber fight or a, a when she is on the uh, on his on uh, star Kish- destroyer and, the, and, the, and like, yeah, yeah. kajimi yeah um and it, they actually fight and you're seeing elements from both inside um kylo's uh quarters and the stuff on kajimi um And they have a fight, and you 're seeing like uh fruit spilt, and it spills inside the thing. I thought it was a really kind of cool sequence and, that is one of um, the
1: better set pieces that 's the one that you kind of remember the most, and again that 's the thing I you know bringing in from the last jedi specifically that it's it's it 's utilizing to its full potential, and it feels like okay, this shared tether that these two have, this connection that they have is deepened because They're so powerful and their lineages are so strong that they're able to have that force-sensitive... Connection, and you see it in in those scenes, right? Because it it's basically like they can basically sort of walk an in interdimensional yeah. uh, space, and and the way that it's shot and edited, and it, it's kind of interesting. And and I think Dan uh, Mendel's cinematography really works there because it's framed and composed in an interesting way, where you see certain angles where whose perspective bo- it's from, yeah, and how almost both of the sets are kind of bleeding together at times
0: yeah I um, I really love that moment and I do think that payoff later in the movie is is quite good like when we're talking about everything needs to kind of you know sh- reference earlier in the film and needs to have a payoff at the end which I usually hate in screenplays too because I'm like don't your audience is smart enough to get this shit you don't need to fucking ham fist it down their throats um, but I like the moment where she does pass Ben um, Anakin and, and Luke's well Anakin saber to him and then uh the payoff where uh, we didn't talk about Luke and Leia uh, Leia training to be a Jedi that's kind of so- somewhat retcon but again we have 40 years of history we're missing in between right um, and
1: to me that almost feels like hey look we we have the aging technology that we can play around good i I, I mean it looks fine because it's it's mostly lit in the dark dark.
0: which is smart (laughs) yeah uh very smart but i thought they both looked kind of luke looks a
1: little bit better than leia sure
0: they just can't nail the leia cg yet yeah even in uh rogue one at the end but i like that and i like that it showed that she was training to be a jedi because i i did i remember reading in things that the payoff in this movie was like if 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 um, Carrie Fisher was still alive and she was in good health, that she was going to use a lightsaber in this movie. And like, uh, and that was going to be a reveal that she was training to be a Jedi and things like that, too. Right. Um, Which. Um, they wanted Leia to have this payoff so I think this is the way that you kind of do that in this and I, I thought that scene was cool it was awesome to see Leia training and her have a lightsaber and the way that it's reintroduced with Luke showing that it's on Octu and things like that and uh, oh we didn't talk about Luke either yeah there's so much um, so let's before we keep saying we're going to get to Kylo and Rey at the end but well, um, ghost um,
1: Luke I mean we kind of mentioned it when he we, catches, when the, he catches the lightsaber and, there, there's no way to treat a Jedi's so, weapon yeah. it's basically a, you know, I was wrong a jab I,
0: I, and he he admits that he was wrong and shouldn't have hid on Octu And, like, I don't mind that element where he's just like, I I shouldn't have just gone and hid. Right. I should have helped and, and fought. Because I do understand that criticism, although I... But I like that it then builds on that. Like, Luke is... Like, again, he did – still in Last Jedi, everything's canon. He went and did that stuff as much as you don't like it, Um, but he realizes that maybe that wasn't the best choice and he, maybe he should have helped his friends in this fight and not just become a hermit and things like that. But then I think that's an interesting thing that Luke regretted that choice so much what, that he's about to kill Kylo that um, – that he needed to go seclude himself there, but then he realized... Well, he that did maybe...
1: what, what Obi-Wan did, yeah. right? Basically, where he kind of just became the hermit. But at the same time, it's it's weird because he's more helpful as a Force ghost than, than he, he is, was yeah. as Luke. But then he,
0: he's almost like in... Now that you've passed on, you you start looking at your life and your choices, and I think. And, and you start to realize these things. And I like that moment of him... Yeah, he's not the grumpy Luke we see in Last Jedi, but I like the grumpy Luke that we see in he's Last Jedi. He's a little sassy, though. He is, and I. but I I think that is directly a shot to the first opening of Last Jedi where he tosses the lightsaber over his head. And there are those moments, both we mentioned with um, with Rose and, and this, that feel like sort of shots at Last Jedi, but um, whatever. <laughs> but I like that moment, and I. I do like, again, him as obvious in, in fan servicey as it is, but him lifting his X-Wing out of the water, out of the water. Right. And like, Cause
1: I, again, it feels almost like, you know, Yoda and, and Obi-Wan well Obi-Wan's, Ghost didn't do any of that. Like literally, sure. they even gave him misdirection and sort of like, you know, your father was killed by Vader, and then later on, it's like you know, they kind of retcon that in Return of the Jedi when Luke confronts him for the final time. and says like, you know, you told me the last time I was here that Vader killed my father, and like now you actually, father yeah, so he actually, yeah, yeah,
0: Vader, yeah, I, that stuff. Whatever, right? Um, but I'm just saying in you're terms saying of like from Luke, Force Ghosts and what they can do. do yeah, yeah, like
1: Luke seems to be more he. he he's intervening more than i think that they My probably are supposed is that
0: he's supposed to. supposed to be one of the most powerful jedi of all time but he's dead right? now so it doesn't matter he has the no dog in people, the fight but the only two people we've seen actually affect things in the real world are yoda and luke right so maybe they're the only ones that can really but then you would have thought maybe anakin would have that too right yeah like
1: where's anakin at at this point um, where's hayden christensen but i think
0: you're also the one who has to be connected with that person right like i don't think ray would ever see anakin because she has no fucking connection to him and who knows of anakin how many times he showed up with with luke over the 40 years right like there's still a big gap that we don't really necessarily know maybe luke's talking to anakin and yoda Non, well he in Last Jedi, he says, I haven't used the Force in a very long time, and when right. he finally sees Yoda, he says, I haven't seen you in a very long time, Master, because he hasn't been connected with the Force. But I like that moment on Octu of her going back and her wanting to do the same thing Luke did, and he goes, listen, no, you need to go with your friends and, and help them, and, and this is your place. And, and like, I kind of – I don't mind that moment, and um him, again – juxtaposing against when he was training with yoda and couldn't lift the x-wing out of the water and he's able to do that now that he's fucking a ghost yeah um so anyways i like that and uh and just bringing back luke's x-wing is dope and and uh and then it goes into that final battle and uh, we already talked about everyone coming back but then we get yeah the redemption of kylo which we were talking about of ben solo coming back he offs the knights of ren and basically easily um but it's cool. Like again, I, I I ultimately think you had to do this with this character, and and I feel like the redemption was always going to happen. It was how they were going to do it. And I think ultimately we've talked about this in predictions and things like that. I'm like, if you're going to redeem that character, you have to kill him. Yeah. Like there's no way you can keep him alive. No. Like there's, he's done a lot of horrible shit. Um, or if you
1: do, he can't be a part of the, no, the original crew or the rebels, right? Just yeah. like
0: he could go off and maybe seclude himself and they can play into that later. But I like what happens here. So Ray goes and confronts Palpatine um, by herself, and then Ben comes to to help her out. Um, Palpatine wants uh, Ray to strike him down, so he can basically, like, the Sith can flow through her and, and live through her. Let the uh, hate flow yeah. through uh, you. I like that big machine thing he's on. I think it kind of looks cool in this giant throne room, right? Again, but, as but much who as Palpatine... are who are
1: his disciples? Yeah, like, that's, I that that's was another thing I was kind of just kinda, like... like. Are they Snoke clones? Or... Yeah,
0: maybe. Or like, again, if Snoke just... cones? but then you start to. This is my problem. It's like, once you start to think about a lot, of I know, this but stuff, it is. It's it it is like,
1: kind of i think an important one because it's like
0: who are these people how did they build this over these 40 years they built all of these star destroyers and yeah like with with death star technology on every single one of them um and it, it, once you start to think about this stuff and i i i, I totally get it you're just kind of like what like who are these thousands of people who are in this room with her it seems like uh just snow, clones. snow, snow clones yeah um so anyways uh she confronts him there's some cool moments back and forth uh ultimately she throws ben or or force teleports his lightsaber to him he comes to to help her out and strike down uh palpatine he eliminates ben uh, well he also
1: sucks their their their, their, their bond of, yeah. that they have has created a, a life force that actually revitalizes him and he realizes that he can actually come just, back yeah. as the true emperor and yeah. not be killed. And it's like, why didn't I think of that in the first place? Right. He
0: didn't know that it could happen. But again, this stuff is sort of cool. I just wish it w- just felt more earned. Yeah. That's all I, I'm not a big like, I'm not a
1: big fan of, of the Emperor of, in general. No. No. I just don't and I, I, I think his performance is really campy and cheesy i don't
0: disagree with that either um i feel like there could have been again i keep going back there could have been a cool way to do this stuff but if you look at my star wars rankings which maybe we'll briefly touch on at the end of this the movies with the emperor in them are some of my lower of the skywalker saga right yeah i think all three prequels is with all he's in all of too much Um, too much uh return of the jedi my least favorite of the
1: but he's used sparingly in that i would say out of all of the emperor movies that's the one i like the most just because it's like same
0: but it's still on the lower end of yeah
1: of i still love return of the Jedi. so
0: do i dude but like again i love i've said this like if you go to rogue one and solo which are at the lower end of Everything above the prequels, I mostly enjoy, or really enjoy. Um, The prequels are the... And I even find things in the prequels that I think are enjoyable, and I still rewatch them every time I go through the Star Wars movies, because I do find that they are part of the story, as much as they're not great. There are moments in there that are fun, or cool, Um, and the world- Or ironic. Yeah, or in Attack of the Clone sense, it's just so bad, it's kind of like, what the... How is this a real thing? um george
1: lucas is not a romance writer no
0: and then and then we finally get the moment where uh ray has to strike down palpatine and she takes both luke and Leia which again Sabres. is
1: mirroring um, return of the jedi when he says you know he wants luke to do the same thing to him so that he can take over
0: palpatine's thing is just someone fucking murder me yeah <laughs> like, and
1: so that i can possess like, yeah the the body of this person yeah um, and both times they fail because the, the Jedi refuses to and, and, and yeah. you know, beats that. And then he's either thrown down he's a shooting. shaft or electrocuted. I like is when he shoots lightning
0: into the sky. And it's, it's okay. A, it's it's kind of cool. And then, um, and then... It was like, also weird
1: as well because when, like, he's first rejuvenated, I didn't realize, like, he was wearing, like, a red like cloak or something underneath because yeah. i i thought it was like his like organs were like right. supercharged or something
0: interesting yeah
1: but yeah uh, I, um and then
0: yeah ray gets the power of all of the jedi
1: yes she um, hears them all uh now do you think that a lot of those actors came in to re-record or do you I think read that, that they did
0: i think i mean other they just use snippets other than the people who passed away right um but i i I know that they, um, James Earl Jones and Andy Serkis reprised their roles for the beginning of the movie. I remember reading that yeah. before that Well, moment. Andy Serkis is credited
1: um, as Snoke in the in. But all of the Jedi the are end. credited too, yeah.
0: right? Because I saw Freddie Prince Jr.'s name. I saw, uh, I think it's Ashley Eckstein who does Ahsoka Tano's voice, who's from Star Wars The Clone Wars. You got some voices from people who are in Star Wars Rebels and... Uh, um, I think that's Kanon and and someone else too from Rebels. And then you hear Mace Windu, you hear Obi Wan, you hear Qui Gon, uh, Qui Gon, and so like I think a lot of those people Yoda, probably obviously, did Yoda, yeah. like because they're actually saying Ray's rise up and like things like that. It, it would be like listen, record it into your iPhone and send it over to me. We'll make it work, right? Um, I don't think it uh, like th- we did
1: with the spoiler-free version of uh... <laughs> yeah,
0: which we totally bunged, but whatever. Um I hope it was uh audible. Um Yeah, and then she uh basically uh melts his face off
1: with two lightsabers. Yeah,
0: which is kinda cool. Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I, mean, I mean it's it's a fun visual, and especially if you don't like the Emperor you seeing him it's like but at the same time it's like, God, I hope he's dead this time. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then so Ray had to use basically all of her energy to do that, and then Ray dies. Um and in a it's, predictable way ben survives ben comes up and uh, foreshadowed both with the serpent and with ray giving part of her life force to kylo to heal him and and ultimately help him become ben solo again uh he gives his life to uh to ray essentially for her to live on and then he has to pass away and die uh a controversial moment based on which way you fall uh, of if you enjoy this movie or not. I think one of the big things was uh, the kiss between uh, Kylo Ren and Rey. Uh Hotly debated. I know I was talking to Nevis; She was talking to her friends about that. And uh, I was talking to her about it. I don't see this necessarily as a romantic kiss. But more so as a, like, I understand you were about to die. uh you need closure, you saved me i've saved you, and it was a moment of passion, not necessarily a uh, a moment of like i'm in love with you uh, kind of thing because I feel like if you take it as i've been in love with you kind of thing i don't I, think, I don't buy it necessarily i don't know i don't know if it's
1: love necessarily but at well, the it's same, love, but not but, in
0: like a romantic love if but,
1: that I, makes but sense. I don't know because the last with last jedi yeah. they were really kind of emphasizing that there is a some sort of sexual attraction between the two and that there is something behind Kylo that she can see good in him with Ben. She's in love with Ben. Yeah. And I feel like part of that is there. And like I
0: think that that is again, the connection, the force connection between them. I don't necessarily think that as a romantic thing. Like, I think she cares deeply about this troubled guy who was manipulated since he was a, Teenager, essentially, uh, to go to the dark side. I think she deeply cares about this person, but I don't necessarily take it as romantic. I just don't see that. We haven't seen enough of that. I think there was that force connection there, and she sees deep down in him that there is good. Uh, Well, maybe in another
1: another life that they could have...
0: Could have maybe right. And like I, I feel like I there's think,
1: part of that there. And some kind people, of. but
0: a lot of people don't love that kiss because he has been a horrible person. and right. You're just like well, it's
1: like the bad boyfriend in a relationship. Again, and, and like him. But I don't kinda... like that though. Right. No, I know so I that. Feel like
0: that moment only works if he dies. Yeah. I don't think if he stays alive, you can't have them be together, and you can't have her even like for necessarily forgive him unless he he dies. And I think the only way you do that is he gives her life to him. Or he gives her life, whatever. He gives his life for her. He sacrifices himself for her. He is the last Skywalker, right? Yeah. But essentially, he knows that he's done all this horrible shit. There is no real redemption. The only redemption you can have is I've seen the light, and it is Rey. She is the good one. She is the chosen one. She is the one who fought off darkness and, and truly fought off darkness and chose the good thing through and through. I need to give my life to her and she needs to live on the Skywalker legacy because she is truly what this name means, right? And right. you get that last payoff in the movie. And I love that moment. And I really do think that that is such a touching, interesting redemption arc for this character. And there is no real – like, again, if he stays alive, he's murdered – millions of people. Right. Or no, part of millions I, of I I agree with that. So, I, I think
1: the thing I have a problem with more so than the kiss is just how, like, quickly, like... It's just like... He, he, he kills yeah. over and he just disappears and it's so quick. Like, it's just yeah, like... People laughed at my screening at yeah, it. People and laughed at the, I, at the screening there as well. Which I don't that like. I, that I, but I,
0: I felt like on my second watch, I processed it a lot better yeah And i understand maybe it's jarring and i think there's a lot of shit in this movie that i feel like is jarring uh on first watch that i ultimately was okay with and and let again those expectations we keep talking about not necessarily expectations on yeah specific moments but expectations in general well you know he's um,
1: redeemed himself because he has disappeared yeah, right like true. he's become one with the force again
0: yeah and i like that i think that's a super i do too moment. i just felt
1: that that scene even was just kind of like it's like as soon as It's like he just keels over and he's done. Yeah, I wish
0: the movie, ultimately, its biggest flaw, it needs some time to breathe. Yeah, it it is rushed. And it needs to earn some of this stuff. I think this Kylo moment is earned. I agree that maybe dealing with it, bringing, I don't know, somehow letting it, like he dies immediately. But I also don't mind that. Like, he's given his life right away. They share that moment of passion that I don't necessarily think like even her we gotta have an edit
1: though of marriage story star wars story
0: i don't necessarily think that like she's even in love with him because i take it as even when she's leaving she's not like completely broken up about it she's just like i think grateful that she was able to give closure to this guy who was so troubled his whole life and he ultimately did this ultimate sacrifice and i don't think she's like i was in my love of my life just died no i don't,
1: I don't think, think it was a love of life thing but i think like maybe again you know different circumstances or what have you sure, if he
0: was ben solo his whole life yeah yeah
1: and 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 i agree that like she saw a human being behind that mask and that he wasn't completely gone but there is something there between the two that you can tell that like they don't share with anybody else. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that makes them, I don't want to say compatible, but like the idea that like they can relate to each other in a way that maybe the they, consistent
0: theme. Throughout yeah. All three of these and movies and the I'd idea really that love.
1: like everybody else doesn't really understand what they're going through and that this,
0: and that's, why I don't mind and that's why I don't mind the kiss. And that's why I don't right. mind the kiss. Like I don't think it is an abusive boyfriend kind of thing or any of that. Like I just feel like, to your point, there was this connection. She sees the good. He, he is kind of controlling though. Like yeah, he, he fixates like,
1: on her a lot.
0: I understand that, but then that's why I don't mind that. Because he dies, that
1: they right. No, no, game. I agree with that. He um, he needed to die. He had to, um, or else that character is
0: irredeemable. Yeah, the yeah. The only it, way to do it is the ultimate sacrifice. It is the obvious thing to do, but it is the thing you had to do for that character.
1: Yeah. No, I agree with that. Uh, I agree with that. I, maybe it could have been executed a little bit better. Sure. Um, or just figure out a way to kind of make it not feel just like a kind of in and out kind of thing. Like it but just that's is the whole like oh, his biggest of, issue. Yeah. right?
0: I think. I don't think this movie even if you don't like the movie to say it's like flat out a bad movie I just feel like there's a lot of things that I feel like if it had more time to breathe a little bit more time to I mean they delayed the movie from May to December I almost feel like just a little bit more time they should have split this up into two movies um that's my two cents on on that and I feel like you might have had I don't know a much a much more coherent and earned story because even the, these last moments I really love, but you kill the Emperor, uh, you go back to the the base. I love that moment between Ray, Finn, and Poe all hugging uh and crying. Um, because again, I really it comes back to I really connected with those characters throughout these three movies. So I I really do love that moment. Uh then you get the, you know, classic jumping around to seeing other people celebrating kind of thing. Um you get the 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 one moment people keep talking about that's off JJ both of his space movies has zero point three seconds of a gay, uh, like right. moment and you're just like all right it's, it's a cop like, out right? yeah just like fucking do it or not make Poe and Finn boyfriends oh yeah like, come on because um, the way that
1: like. So when, when Poe gets shot by the stormtrooper and uh the way if that he's
0: bisexual. Sure. And
1: the and the way that uh Finn dives for him afterwards. That's yeah. that's not a typical that's love, like man. Yeah.
0: Like even if you make Poe like, sure, he might have a thing with Zori Bliss, but maybe he has a thing with everyone. Everyone yeah. has sexual chemistry, which is interesting. Like I could see any of them fucking each other. Right. Um anyone in this movie. Babu Frick. <laughs> Babu Frick and <laughs> Those hands, them. baby. Babu Frick and BB eight, who knows? Um yeah, and and then you get the uh, everyone has some closure at the at the resistance base, and then you have that final kind of epilogue. Except
1: Greg Grun- Grunberg. he no, does he, not. He's hella
0: dead. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's funny um, because he he gets shot down, and as soon as he dies, the cavalry comes in.
0: <laughs> stupid Greg Grundberg, um, and then you get the epilogue of um, of Ray going back to Tatooine to um, Luke and. To bury the lightsabers and and slide down uh,
1: on the sled there, which I kind of liked.
0: At the Lars family farm. Yeah, she's
1: going to be a moisture farmer.
0: Yeah, I love that it it comes full circle. And uh, I thought that was a really touching moment of wrapping Luke and Leia's lightsabers up and burying them at his home. And again, I, I see what you're saying with the JJ producer thing, the wheels turning of going like, I'm just going to bury this outside of Luke's home, and one day we will probably be back here.
1: And I I do feel that maybe, like, they – we talk about, like, they probably have certain points that they want to get to, but I do feel like the image that they were kind of building up to is that final shot of the film, which is mirroring uh, a new hope, right? Yeah, yeah. And the beginning like, and end yeah
0: and i i love that and i i think the music hit hits me hard her bearing the sabers uh john scene, williams in the movie yeah oh yeah that was great he was in the uh, kijiji the, yeah, yeah kijiji in the bar right yeah. like he was the bartender was a droid maker or something like that like, yeah he was um, kind of
1: like it's just like a quick shot of him kind of giving he was like tinkering a, with yeah. something
0: he had like a cool eye patch thing <laughs> yeah um yeah lots of cameos in the movie but then yeah the final shot of ray talking to and saying her name is ray skywalker uh love her yellow saber i think that's dope it looks like she took her bow staff and turned it into a double-sided lightsaber which i've been saying since the beginning it just sucks that we never saw like a payoff to that right right of her building a safe like the but then that's what i mean it'd be a waste to not have more adventures with her right and like well, it also depends
1: what Daisy Ridley wants to do, right? Like I'm sure she doesn't yeah. want to be stuck with but this But even the, the character, whole... I'm saying
0: you can do it in other ways, right? Right, right? Like again, Clone Wars took Anakin and 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 fleshed it out his character and made him go on smaller adventures and things like that and actually made him a character. <laughs> right. Um so i mean i, I think hate you, sand people i think you could do a ray <laughs> i
1: killed them all the men the women i don't the, think the
0: daisy children. Ridley necessarily will come back to do more movies or no. anything unless um,
1: they do like one 10 years from exactly
0: then, right?
1: um like the way that they'll do the harry potter a hundred percent what sequel. what is old
0: is new again man it's uh, although i mean
1: happening. jk rowling right now is not uh right yeah
0: But you could just take that away from her and give it to other people. It's probably in better hands anyway. Right. (laughs) Um, Much like – again, I love George Lucas. But, like, I mean, we owe a a debt of gratitude to everything he's created. But But
1: then you look at, like, what he did with the prequels. That's his vision. Like, those are his movies. And he does have a vision. I'll give him credit. But,
0: like, I mean, it's not necessarily the best thing. I think – again working with other people it's what i said about m night shyamalan for the longest time too it's like not the best screenwriter but has cool ideas so maybe work with someone who knows how to write right and like these people need to collaborate it's it shouldn't be one person's vision right and like or just getting
1: away from like the original idea of what star wars was i mean star wars we've talked about this before i mean lucas was inspired by john ford westerns and you know samurai movies and like the one scene that truly feels like a western is the kind of high noon showdown between ray and uh kylo in the desert when he's in the in the in the the tie fighter he's in
0: his like uh his fighter I forget yeah name and that or.
1: literally is like the classic you know draw your your, yeah, your, your, kind your thing, gun right? kind of thing yeah, yeah but,
0: i mean we've seen the west in mandalorian i think is yeah
1: mandalorian's sailing. kind of going back to the basics which i think really works but again like you know lucas being heavily influenced by the hidden fortress and seven samurai specifically and, and taking those influences and with you know the searchers and things like that and kind of mixing them together like those were the primary influences in that original trilogy and then you know when he moved on to the prequels it kind of got lost in the mythology he had created yeah. and he wasn't thinking about lost that yeah the films that influenced him and more so the movies that he had created and nobody would say hey george maybe you should not do this nobody told him no
0: agreed and that goes back to our point of like there's so much to explore in this universe in this galaxy where you could take other genres that other filmmakers are fans of and putting that Star Wars spin on it and I think that's really interesting like we've gotten the same type of movie for the most part but even with the the
1: Star Wars story stuff like I feel like like, Rogue One is a movie that I've kind of softened on. I like it a I, lot. Yeah. I, I still like the idea of it, and I think the concept is actually really great. I just think that partly because of production issues and just, again, it's kind of— It's been
0: the biggest problem with a
1: lot of their Yeah, movie. and being connected to still—feeling connected to the Skywalker saga in a, a certain way. Um, kind of messed with it a little bit, narratively speaking. and. Because of that, like, I feel like that hurt the movie overall, especially on rewatches. Um, But now I feel like they are free of, you know, this continuity that they have continually wanting to implement into these storylines. And now they can actually say, okay, yes, they take place in the Star Wars universe, but it's not you know, a Skywalker movie, it's not a film that we need to have Ray and Finn and Poe be a part of. We can actually or go Luke to like, or Leia or yeah, or we C-3 can go, PO or R2-D2 we, or. we also forgot to mention, we could go to the far reaches of the world and see like what Claude's up to and yeah, like, see sure. like a Claude storyline. Yeah, what a weird, <laughs> I know. <Just> like... <laughs> like Claude to me is one of those guys where it's like, I like that character as well, but it's like, he's given like five seconds at okay. the beginning. I would have almost, it reminds just... me of something out of Joe Dante's explorers,
0: a, a complete, shot to rose would have been like ah rose there's no room on the ship claude claude's here (laughs) claude claude oh we love claude
1: he's very phallic you know like he's got (laughs) no um
0: but yeah i I totally see what you're saying and i I, I, that's what excites me like that's why i think i'm mostly okay with this movie because i think we were all just ready for this story to end and like and I don't think that's necessarily a great thing, but... Um, but
1: that happens, I think, with a lot of trilogies. Yeah. Like, I mentioned on the spoiler-free one that it reminded me the most of Batman Begins and The Dark, Dark Knight Night. Rises, yeah, Dark where, Night Rises, you know, yeah. Force Awakens and uh, The Rise of Skywalker feel very similar. And even the way that The Rise of Skywalker actually repurposes footage as flashbacks or, or jogs of memory from... Uh, the Force Awakens, the way that Batman Begins or The Dark Knight Rises uses footage from Batman Begins specifically, and also, I mean, obviously, you know, the the possibility of if Heath Ledger were still alive, how would that have changed the narrative for The Dark Knight Rises? The same Fisher, way with, with yeah. Carrie Fisher. So, yeah. like, I, like I was thinking a lot about that as well, and like, I think there is a feeling or a sense that like I'm, I just want this to end, but I wanted it to end in a way that I, because I really like Force Awakens and I love last jedi and it's like it just kind of ended on like this very underwhelming note for me
0: and that's totally fair yeah i totally get that and i'm again to round things up i really really do enjoy the movie i try to kind of you know what go whatever and just enjoy it for what it is i don't think that makes for a great movie yeah um But I really had a good time with it, and I kind of just have accepted it, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. I do think it is the weakest of the sequel trilogy. I do think it is worse than the entire original trilogy. I do like it a little bit more than Rogue One and Solo, just because of its importance. Um or feels like... Like, again, the prequels I just think I are on another
1: level of just... Terrible. A, a ...bad. Yeah. And, um, like, I, I really but I dislike weirdly... how people defend Revenge of the Sith because right. it's like, oh, well, that at least has the darkness to it. But it's like, it. well, the whole point of that trilogy was to get there It's still a and fucking it fails for because, like, Anakin and... is such a shitty person and it ruins the, 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 Wars, the original trilogy. Because
0: actually makes Anakin a decent person. Right. <laughs> and, like... But anyway. Yeah, yeah.
1: but in, in terms of, like, like the, the the film canon, like if you're just looking at these three movies and what Lucas intended to do with those films and sort of make you empathize with Anakin's story of how this guy went from you know light to dark and how like it's almost a tragedy right yeah. like it's almost a shakespearean-esque tragedy it doesn't hit any of no those points. and he's more of an asshole as anakin than he is as vader he's actually nicer as vader <laughs> yeah so i'm totally with you i i mean i rewatch those
0: movies every single time a new star wars movies movie comes out and the only thing that changes is sometimes i like Phantom Menace more than Revenge of the Sith, or sometimes I, I like Revenge of the Sith more than Phantom Menace, but they're both not very good yeah. movies. and you think and the that these movies are for things, kids, right? Like, I mean, sure. at least the
1: prequels, because I mean, well, even the original ones, all of them are really yeah. for. But you know, when Anakin's being kids, burnt uh, alive, yeah, it's yeah, like sure. is or this, this the for Emperor kids? Being yeah, well, that's this, the other like, thing yeah. as well. I mean, watching it, I was like, I wonder how little kids will react to yeah. seeing the Emperor looking like you know a character from a 90s video game or or, or pc game nightmares i think like anyone nightmares. from 10
0: and above are going to be mostly fine with this right. I mean, it is going to be a little scary but whatever You're, you'll be okay but yeah man it's i mean again i love star wars i t- i i do think for the most part these movies aren't like heavy dense intelligent sci-fi movies they're just silly space but adventures. i think they can and be too they can bring in stuff that that are interesting and i think and... ryan johnson showed us that right that's right. why I'm excited and I hope he is able to do his movies and there's not too much bad blood or, or whatever now. Because who knows? We like, this hearsay of like, JJ was taking shots at Ryan. Ryan's kind of taking shots back, posting Rose or posting Kelly Marie Tran with and stuff like that on his Twitter. And It just feels a little bit of like, you know, pettiness and I hope that is just kind of like, you know.
1: Well, it does make me wonder now if, if Ryan Johnson will be directing a new trilogy. Like, I almost feel that or if, if it just
0: be a one-off? Or... If, if
1: anything, now, like, Johnson will go on and do, like, a Benoit Blanc, you know, kind of series the way that, like, you know, Kenneth Branagh is doing But I think you could alternate Pernod. between
0: Star Wars movies and a Blanc Oh, yeah, movie, but, but anyway. I think
1: also, like, he's going to want to do other, other things, things. And I too, feel yeah. like, like, he, whether he does Star Wars or does directly uh, a, a Knives Out kind of anthology series with that character... I feel like there's also he'll want to do something something other. else, and I feel like he'll only be able to pick one of those to be directly a part of, where, like, yeah, he could pass off one of them, the, his Knives Out one, to somebody else to direct and be a producer on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But if he gets let go or said like okay we don't really want to go in the direction that you've kind of created then he can go to do you know his whodunit murder mysteries with that character
0: yeah it'll be interesting so yeah we can talk about a few more things uh now that we've gone through the whole movie so for you uh i know you think it's better than the prequels uh better than solo yes better than rogue one
1: i like the nihilistic quality of rogue one and where all the characters end up um but it's weird because, like, I think I'll watch this rise more, more because it is connected. It, yeah. Where, That's where I go I've i seen Rogue One three times, I think. Yeah, yeah three times. I like so I it saw twice in the theater. I li- I see, see I've liked it less. Interesting. And I think it's that last not. The, like, the Battle of Britain sequence, but I think the final sequence before we connect back to A New Hope oh, okay. is what kind of th- bothers me a little bit. And I think some of the characters are underutilized, and, like, the would occur stuff doesn't work for me that, oh, really? that much. <laughs> um, but I, I think I like the idea of that movie more th- than anything sure. else. Like, that that concept is actually a cool idea to have these characters that you're supposed to actually bond with, and then they're all obliterated um but it doesn't really have that emotional payoff um although i I mean i'm sure they're going to rectify that a little bit with the diego luna series right maybe
0: yeah who knows um
1: so that's interesting because
0: i think we have it around the same spot then yeah we're ranking star wars movies i think there's just a little bit of change i think
1: empire is my number one same
0: and i put a new hope number two then jedi
1: Oh, really? And, so I have the original series as one, two, and three.
0: No, I like Jedi Because less... I'm basic
1: like that. But... That's
0: fine, and I get that. I think there are a lot of people who... The OG trilogy is the OG trilogy. You're not touching that. They're guy. all five stars for um, me, the original trilogy. I mean, mo- I give five stars to everyone up until uh, this one, I think. Right. Um, now, would
1: you give uh, Watto five stars in... The prequels? Oh, yeah,
0: of course. But, yeah, I think we're almost on the same page. You put Jedi above any of the sequel trilogy. I put Jedi yeah. after Force and uh, Last Jedi. I, But I could go... The Last Jedi is thing. my favorite of this, this trilogy. Yeah, same here. Yep. So, yeah. And then Force Awakens. And then Return of the Jedi is just that one that I just feel like some of the stuff with the Ewoks and on Endgame like just Ewoks. doesn't... I like them, but it just... And I give it five stars still. So, that you're just... It's semantics really right? right like you could rearrange any of i think the og trilogy and Ra- uh uh force awakens and uh last jedi any of those i think like but empire and a new hope for me are still those two that are just so special to me right um and even return of the jedi i had luke's le- green lightsaber i was obsessed with it as a kid i think return of the jedi was my favorite star wars movie growing up well, um, all the
1: Jabba's palace sequence yeah. for me is amazing. And again, that's
0: yeah, you go back to that stuff and I loved, for tuna. Yeah, it's, it's, I love Jabba's palace stuff, and that's In what the this pit, me- yeah. see. And that stuff is what this movie I feel like is missing a little bit. If you're comparing it to Return of the Jedi as a finale, right? Like, I just it doesn't have that moment to breathe. Kind right. Of, well, Jabba's all that stuff Palette at the, the beginning, like, yeah. like the
1: first half an hour, is all fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's to get Han back, obviously, but. It's also kind of like world building. Yeah. It's, it's
0: showing characters that we've heard talk about before. If you're, well, It's tying going, up loose ends. Yeah, right? and, and I like that where this, when you just dropped immediately into it and you're go, 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 go. Like the Jabba scene feels... It's not slow, but it it's it's a big sequence at the beginning of the movie, yeah. right? Like the first forty minutes is I think Jabba's palace and then his barge, right? Yeah, like and like that's a big chunk of to that the pit movie. of cocoon, baby. Um, so that's what I I mean when if you're thinking about this movie and why it's number seven on my list, even though I still really really like. it. Well, you know it. what my
1: um, my number eleven is in terms of the. the the narrative features or the, the live-action films? Attack of the Clone. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the only choice. Yeah. It's, if you say anything other than that, you are wrong. I don't, I don't get like this with a lot of things, but I'm like, you are out of your goddamn mind. You're out of your mind. gourd. You're out of your mind if you think that's better than any other Star Wars movie. It's fucking
1: it's awful. Terrible. It's yeah.
0: awful. It's just flat. It ruins
1: everything. Yeah, it's It ruined really Boba bad. Fett for me. Yeah, it, it ruined... <laughs>
0: It's just so fucking...
1: Jedis. Bad. And
0: weirdly, that Clone Wars TV show... Which romance. I'm watching right now. Please just watch... Like, you or anyone listening, Clone Wars... I know I'm way late on this train, and I'm sure there's some of you listening that are like, of course Clone Wars is good. We've been saying that for a while. <laughs> like,
1: what I want, um, though, is a Dash Rendar series or a Dash Rendar movie.
0: We could get something. You like, know. a
1: one-off for that, you know? Like, that'd be great.
0: So, my other question before we wrap this up... Um, the future. We've talked about it a little bit. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy has said that they are going to announce the director of that 2021 Star In the new Wars year. movie. In the new year. They already kind of know who it's going to be. We know Favreau's coming back for season two of Mandalorian. And Carl He's, Weathers is going to direct a couple yeah, episodes. Favreau said he is going to direct a couple episodes. I'm, that, I'm sure that means Deborah Chow is very committed to the Obi-Wan series, so she probably won't be back for Mandalorian or maybe an episode. Yeah. But um she has directed the best two episodes of The Mandalorian, I think. And we
1: also have um, the Diego... What's his character's name again? Diego Cassian L-
0: Andor. Um, uh, he's just kind we of bland. Know who, and... We know the showrunner. I forget uh, where he came from, but uh, I think we know the showrunner, but we don't know any of the directors on the Andor series. So the Obi-Wan series should be interesting. It's eight years after Sith, while so Luke would be about eight years old. So I wonder if you have a kid play Luke in that series. That'll be interesting. As long as he's better um, than Jake Lloyd. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that'll be interesting. So we're. Do you think
1: it's someone we already like is involved in the I would do you hope think that it's the it,
0: Ryan Johnson movie. Do you think
1: it's I, I don't like, know because again, like I feel like that was almost like an option kind of thing where it's like, okay, go and write your ready, trilogy you and then pitch it, it. to yeah. us. And if and we then think we'll it's, yeah. yeah, green light it. And then but you look at with uh uh Benioff and, and Weiss.
0: That did not work where out. Where that
1: didn't yeah. work out. And then I'm sure they have like they've had multiple people, people and they yeah. don't they they just haven't announced it because they didn't want to make it anything official yet and what have you. But, I mean, I can also see that there's a lot of pressure and and a good way to maybe actually have a woman come in and direct.
0: So who do you think it would be? I mean, I don't want to go with the
1: obvious because I feel like it's like, oh, we only have to go with, like, one or two people, like, Like, you know, Catherine Bigelow or Greta Like, It's like those are, like, just the names we'll throw out. I can see someone like Jennifer Kent, I think would kind of be a cool pick. Yeah. But I know she's busy working on uh, her lesbian Civil War movie that she's been working on for a while. I'll throw
0: out Marielle Heller. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what the action stuff, how that would be. The character stuff would like, be amazing. That's what I mean. And I'm just Maybe like, the most deeply felt...
1: Uh, well, like, could you imagine that as, Ant- like, Anakin or Darth Vader and Luke? Like, well, that stuff I mean. would be emotionally Start to get... Raw. Start to get-
0: cool like not every star wars movie i think even has to be an action
1: movie but right. like um but not- there is this misconception that it has to be yeah. right because it's like you know you're expecting two things in right. star wars yeah. stars and wars but then i
0: think some of the tv stuff is going to be more so that rather than the movies the movies will still have to right well the mandalorian
1: is also very episodic like yeah. it feels like every week it's kind of like a new adventure with the mandalorian and baby yoda
0: yeah which i kind of have i once I understood what they were going for, I bought into it, and I, I only think that one episode is bad. Yeah. Um, the rest I've actually enjoyed quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting. Still so better I, than Attack of the Clones, so. And I think Deborah Chow doing the Obi-Wan series... And she's doing um, all of them, right? All of them, yeah. I believe. So I think that is your... And she seems to be the standout from this season of Mandalorian. Taika Waititi's directing the finale next week. Um.
1: Maybe it'll be him, even. Maybe they'll announce it's like. But he's yeah, but busy, he's too. He's right?
0: Love and Thunder, right? right. Like he's but doing he's that also got Next Goal wins. Movie, which yeah. I'm sure he's almost done shooting yeah. already. Like uh, that movie. I, I, I tweeted like about
1: that, that, and the guy that Michael Fassbender is playing liked it? Yeah. No. Oh. Uh, tw- uh, got in touch with me and was like, oh, yeah. oh, he's doing this right now and he's working on this. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Man. Thanks for letting me know. Get that
0: inside scoop. Um, yeah, Taika, uh, depending on how they liked it. But again, I think he's swamped it could be someone who's in that disney family already favreau maybe do you think though
1: well i mean even like ken feige like what's going on not that he would direct it but like what's going on with his His, pitch right like i'm sure that's way down the line but i'm sure he has ideas right in terms of what he wants to do and i could almost see like i the other thing is i see kathleen kennedy stepping down i think she's probably had enough
0: yeah
1: like she has done some things that maybe are questionable like she, re- she just signed
0: a new like three or five-year contract didn't she like may did she i thought she just they just renewed okay because
1: it like, kind of almost feels like she's at her wit's end with it all and i at think this, point. this
0: sounds bad but like i i hate there has been a lot of like you know fumbles when it comes to the production of a lot of these movies not necessarily necessarily saying that they're her fault some of them have but, been though i mean the, um, the way
1: that she has said like you know she didn't feel that a woman would be necessary to direct uh, yeah. a, a Star Wars film. It's and she is like, the one who's hiring doing? these people
0: and then firing them halfway <laughs> yeah. through or replacing yeah. Or the, them Yeah, the, well,
1: the Lord Miller thing is interesting because like. apparently they were looking for, like, who's, like, the hip and cool new filmmakers out there yeah. and, like, everybody was talking about them. Yeah. And it's, like, as soon as you hi- – like, why did you hire them in, in the, the first, first place? place? So uh,
0: I think because of those constant – Stumbles, and then the reaction from Last Jedi, Solo, and now Rise of Skywalker. Josh Trank, Colin Um, Trevorrow
1: as well. Yeah, I mean,
0: even in Rogue One you talked about. Yeah, Gareth um, Edwards, and then Tony Gilroy coming in to do reshoots. And, and, like, it's – and Colin – yeah, you mentioned Colin Trevorrow on this movie. I mean, even – ryan johnson's the guy who the only one him and jj are the only two that have made it all the way through yeah and ryan johnson and, didn't
1: get out you know unscathed yes, right and even so. jj
0: now is not getting out unscathed right yeah. like it's it's been a tumultuous kind of journey throughout the disney star wars movies so i'll be like again to wrap up this episode of where the future goes yeah i don't know who comes in and directs i think i had a feeling after this reaction to rise of skywalker being another divisive star wars movie whether it's from fans or the critics or or box office that you've seen a continuous kind of which is not uncommon for trilogies like it's when you're launching
1: something new, you're going to get the most mass interest, right? Well, and especially then, when it's when it's had time to cool off, right? Yeah. Or, like, kind of settle down. Where, like, Force Awakens kind of felt like a big deal because right. it was the beginning of something new and people were excited because it's like, oh, this is going to be the thing that brings Star Wars back. It's going to redeem it from the prequels. And it did, and it was a reminder of why we love Star Wars so much. Yeah. And then Last Jedi was this whole other thing that...
0: Which made a lot of money too, yeah. In
1: terms of how that kind of really split fans and critics alike. now this is
0: splitting people again, though. Yeah. Like,
1: and that's what's... And I also think it's partly because we've just gotten so much in such a short amount of time. Because what, Star Wars was... Force Awakens was 2014, right? Yeah,
0: and then we kept... We got too much too quickly.
1: Yeah, and I I think with also how the Star Wars stories have now been turned into the series instead. Like, it feels like it was oversaturized.
0: And now I think... I don't mind them splitting it up for TV and movies and making the movies feel special and big or whatever, and and doing them every three years or something, or every two years. Well, Marvel's
1: doing that now, too, with some of their characters, and they can just bring those ones that are popular into the films. Yeah,
0: exactly. So um, I could see Kathleen Kennedy not necessarily being fired, but... Oh, I've decided to pursue other things right. than letting someone else step in, but... I feel like she's, that she's at that
1: point now where it's like...
0: Like, again, I still think the Kevin Feige thing could ultimately be true. Right, like but it's
1: like, how how is he able to do that all? Cause like he, I don't he, think he
0: would do both. You'd have to give Marvel to someone else. Yeah,
1: and I don't know if he wants to give that up necessarily.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I could see Bob Iger being the type of guy who's not necessarily happy with... As much as they've been... Like, $190 million opening weekend is still an amazing yeah. for this movie. Would you hear
1: that he also thought um, about, like, maybe buying James Bond? He's or like, he's
0: like, that would be the next thing that he'd yeah. be interested in. <laughs> he's I don't know. And then also,
1: like, him Uh, wanting to have a meeting with Martin Scorsese and, like, everybody posting the shot of uh, Joe Pesci walking into the room being shot. Or he'll just try to buy Scorsese.
0: (laughs) So, I don't know. It's a fascinating time now that we're – it's crazy that the Skywalker saga is done for a decade probably. Yeah. when we're 40 we'll get another one and we'll be like oh they're doing it again yep (laughs) um get my
1: prostate checked and then i'll go to the the theater and see See star wars episode 10
0: um so yeah i'm sure it'll happen but uh Nonetheless, we have Mandalorian. Uh, you guys can check out our uh, review slash recaps over on Untitled Movie Reviews. Uh, we did the first two. I know we're very delayed on the other ones, but... A know,
1: lot has happened, and yeah. we, we talked about it more on our regular episodes, yeah. so you can kind can, of...
0: On next week's episode, you'll, tune you'll hear in about and... some of that. And yeah. uh, But thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed this hour and 50-minute spoiler cast, uh, almost as long as the movie. If we go for another half an hour, we're good. Um. I love Star Wars. Um, I love talking about Star Wars with Eric. I'm excited to see where the, the future goes. I'm really enjoying Mandalorian. Uh the Obi Wan series, again, he was the best part of the prequels, I guess. So uh, Obi Wan? Yeah, I think.
1: I like Ewan McGregor in those movies. I like Ewan McGregor, but I think acting wise he gets better by the third one. Sure, but then that's I, I think why I'm... Liam's the best in the first movie.
0: Sure but he's not he's nothing really. he's just there for that first Fuck movie. that guy <laughs> um, but I'm curious to see what they would do like in a modern day with yeah a I think maybe him and, like
1: a little older, even though he still looks like he's twenty five um right, will be interesting,
0: yeah, they'll have to gray him up a little yeah bit they will
1: have I to think. like really age yeah. him up um he looks like he's he god damn it, he looks so young
0: yeah, I'm excited for the future, man, so as much as this wherever you fall on this movie, I think. Undoubtedly, even if you are passionately against this, it still shows that Star Wars is important and that people care about it. So I hope – not saying that they need to write any ships or anything because, again, if you're not watching Mandalorian, go watch it. I think it's exactly kind of what I want this universe to do is is world build and expand and show us pockets of –
1: Expand like um, the uh, rising bread.
0: There you go. Uh, So thank you all for listening. Uh, This has been the 34th draft of the Untitled Movie Podcast. Uh, If you like this, we do another show called Untitled Movie Reviews, where Eric and I, uh, on a much shorter scale, (laughs) review movies on a weekly basis. Uh, We were off for like a month again. Watch the thirty or listen to the 35th draft if it's out yet, uh, uh, on kind of what's been up in our lives. Um, we have reviews up right now for cats for 1917 for little women, uh, as well as some, uh, recaps of the Mandalorian and, and discussions there. So please go check out all those episodes over on our untitled movie reviews channel and on boxing day, December 26th, uh, you guys will get the 35th draft. If you're listening to this pre that episode where it will be a regular episode where we talk about all the trailers we missed and all the news and what's been going up in our lives. Uh, so happy holidays to everyone, whatever you celebrate, uh, spend some time with your families. Uh, not too much, not too much. Maybe go see star Wars a couple times, go see cats. I don't know. Oh, God, whatever you want why? to do. Why? why not? Uh, but happy holidays from Eric and I, uh, as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitled Moviepodcast.com. And you can follow me on all of the social medias at Matt
1: And also social medias for untitled movie podcast podcast uh like instagram at untitled underscore uh cast yes uh and i'm eric marchin you can find more of my uh video reviews and reviews on rogerstv.com slash cinema scene and on the social medias at em6211
0: until next time
1: that's wizard annie